0: How you doing, Bill?
1: Great, Glenn. Everything good? How you doing? Yeah, Luke? good. Christian, good. how's it going? Coach,
0: Christian's got some issues, but that's a, a separate thing. more
1: mic issues, but he's right. <laughs> all
0: right. All right, uh, you're two down in the preseason. you got two more to go. Uh, how would you compare this from previous years? Where are you? Do you have in your mind an idea of where you are in trying to develop this team compared to where you've been in the past?
2: Yeah, every year is different, so let's take it one, one is this day this better? or
0: Is this ahead of time or behind schedule, do you think?
2: yeah again, I don't know if there is a schedule. I think every team has its own schedule. some things uh you know we've done better than in the past, other things not as well. I mean this team is this team, and we'll have to have to figure out what what we can do and how quickly we can do it, how well we can do it, and maybe some things we move on from.
3: you know one of the things that stood out, and I think you talked about it after the game and I,
2: I, I think the word you used was energy
3: up for the defense as far as how many sacks they got, how aggressive they were, especially the guys on the edge, like you know Clayborne. Uh, Wise Rivers, those guys just really Clayborne especially looked like he just had a motor on him that wouldn't stop, and there wasn't a lot of blitzing. At least it didn't seem like it was. Just those guys winning one on one battles. Um, how important is that, like you know, for your defense as opposed to you know what you guys can can do if you know that those guys can get to the quarterback on their own with, without any help.
2: Yeah, well I thought that our team had good energy for the game and that started with um our first defensive series and then our offense took the ball down and, and drove down and scored, uh unlike last week where we you know we basically couldn't make a first down in the first half and gave up seventeen points. So it was just a much better uh effort overall. Um guys, you know, played with good energy, they executed well. Uh we made some plays early in the game, got ahead, played from ahead, and that's always a good place to play from, especially when you're a pass rusher.
1: You know, you got some different personalities. Mentioned Claiborne, but is it? For, do you look at it now and say some of these guys, year two, or Rivers, fairly getting a first look, and say we we now have those type of players to maybe go after a quarterback, maybe more than we have in the past?
2: Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, we got a long way to go, um, and we'll see what happens when uh, when the real bullets start flying. But um, we'll keep working, and you know, we've got a lot of young players at that position on the defensive line, defensive end. Uh, they're competing well. They're making progress. They're getting better all the time. So we'll see where it goes. I don't know. How much, it seemed like Rivers got a lot bigger.
3: I mean, maybe because he was in the weight room a lot. Was it, did you notice a difference in just his physical size?
2: Uh, He's, he's put on a little bit. I wouldn't say it's a lot bigger, but he's, you know, again, he's had a good, he had really had two off-season programs. One uh, when he was rehabbing his knee and then a second one when the off-season program started in April. So uh, he was able to, to build. Uh, he works very hard. He's able to rehab his knee and also uh, build his upper body strength and just overall physical development. He's a young guy, and, and he's going to he's gonna fill out and grow a little bit. But he, he works hard, and uh, you know, he's got something to show for it.
0: You always talk about how important game planning is from week to week. What do you learn when there's no game planning during the preseason, especially with young players, have a certain skill set, can do a certain thing? What can you learn about them and how different, is it when we get to game one and you're game planning against the Houston offense? Uh,
2: well, it's a lot different, uh, but fundamentals are fundamentals and that's really what we're working on now, Glenn, is our basic, our fundamentals, um, our techniques, uh, and whatever we, whatever defense we're in, whatever play we call, uh, we'll rely on those fundamentals for execution. So if we have good fundamentals, we'll have good execution. If we don't, then uh, you can accent out it all you want, but uh, without good fundamentals, you're probably not going to have a lot of good plays. So this is a good chance to uh, work at them against uh, Washington, Philadelphia, and now Carolina has a little different style of play, uh, obviously different players, uh, so we'll see different matchups, and that will give our players experience to build that, um, um, build the, our overall confidence in our uh, execution of techniques and fundamentals against different players, not just our guys that we see day after day in practice, but uh, you know against real competition.
0: These guys were talking about your defense and how aggressive it was. Do you alter during preseason or even during the season itself schemes, certain things you want to do defensively because you suddenly discover skill set of a specific player or players that change up the way you can play?
2: Uh, yeah, we do that in all three phases of the game. If there's a player that um, we feel like a mismatch player that we can gain an advantage with, then um, we'll have some, some way to be able to work through that um, depending on who the player is and, so forth what we're actually talking about but yeah sure we try to take advantage of our mismatched strengths absolutely that's that's part of it that's not part of this these games right. um, but it's certainly it's part of game planning so you've always had these
1: running backs great out of the backfield catching balls and i'm just james white i mean kevin is the guy that sort of judges it on but i'm curious where and shane vereen was another one where do you put james white in all this because it always seems like he's there coming up big in big moments
2: yeah all three of those players uh were are really good and um and so of our slot receivers. Slot receivers have been very good too. We've had, uh, of course, Troy, and then Wes and Danny and Julian. Uh, so we've had a lot of good players at those two positions, and um, that's a, a good place to have good players in the passing game for our quarterback. Tom really knows how to use them, and uh, he does a great job of um, getting those matchups uh, as well as the tight end and the and the outside guys. But those two player, those two positions, no matter who's played there, uh, really over really the last. Nineteen years, um, they've all been pretty good, so um, that's been a good thing. James James is you know right there. You know he does a great job. Each one of them is a little bit different, but they've all been very productive.
1: We, we read a report talking about the the running back in the NFL, and I think the first remember the first priority said something about pass blocking, and then it went to catching. You know, is that something we look at that third down back where the game is going, passing a lot? Is that the number one thing for your running back be able to be able to be able to pass block, be able to be, able to be out in the field?
2: If he's in the game on passing situations, it is. Yeah, if, if he's in the game in running yeah. situations, then uh, not as much. But if it's passing situations, now there's some teams that don't ask their backs to pass protect a lot. Uh, they use some the more as receivers and get them out into the pattern. That creates some problems with protection, but uh, it allows those players to not have to pass blocks. So it just depends on the scheme that uh, you're using. We, we do both, so um, we, and we've always done both. So I think there's a place for it.
3: Coach, there's um, like the helmet rule. Getting a lot of attention from former players, current players, and Devin McCourty was on last week with uh, Dale and Keith, and he basically just you know they were asking him how does he handle it, and he pretty much said you know I just kind of play it how the refs are calling it that game. So if one ref's is calling it and he's aggressive calling it, then they change it. Maybe they're a little bit more careful as opposed to maybe someone who's not as uh, you know flag happy. Is that <laughs> is that as simple as it is as far as your? Advice to those defensive players on how to attack this rule? Uh,
2: well, I, I can't speak for you know any individual player. And as you know, uh, Christian, every play is different, every situation is different, and you only have a split second to react on the field. Uh, and that's why uh, NFL players or NFL players, I would just say, from my standpoint, uh, there's really it's not a change for us, not a change for our coaching staff. We've never taught that. We've never taught tackling uh, with the crown of our helmet, uh, putting our head down, and um, you know, leading our body forward in that that type of position. Um, I don't think fundamentally that's a good position to be in. It's not effective, and uh, there's a lot of things that can go wrong besides getting hurt, and that's uh, an important one. Uh, so, uh, we've always tackled and blocked with our head up and our eyes open, our uh, head back, so we can see what we hit and um, that's the only way I've ever coached it and if we do it that way then we'll be within the rules so that's that's what we try to teach there's um, again a lot of bang-bang plays where you have to react quickly and try to make a tackle or make a block or uh, get an extra yard and sometimes instinctively uh, a player will put his head down I think there's certainly more of an awareness of that now because of the way it's being called but um, fundamentally we've never taught that in any technique so that's not a big change for us.
3: Is you, there? Is there? Do you yeah. guys still do the the whole red line offense on one side, defense on their side, tackling where you have to stay on the red line and get tackled? I think that's what it was. Right? One of my one of my least favorite drills. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> what was your favorite drill? Did you have
2: one? <laughs> we yeah. uh, we practice tackling every day, and we practice good fundamental tackling techniques every day. Um, we reinforce. Uh, techniques that are done properly and we correct the ones that are done improperly whether whether that's in this area or uh, it could be in another area relative to the player's uh, feet and leverage and position and so forth so uh, those are that's an important fundamental for us running and tackling Uh, we work on those every day we absolutely teach them and and uh, correct them um uh, you know, ad nauseum, really, because it's it's, it's such an important fundamental. Yeah, yeah I think we, every- we, we do your drill. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you were just tapping off now. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think everybody is for the safety in the game. Certainly you guys are because it's your livelihood. But they're calling everything right now, Bill. They didn't call much in your first game. They didn't call anything. But you look around the league. They're calling an awful lot. Are you concerned at all that maybe, and they claim they're using this as a, a testing period, are you concerned at all that by the time we get to the first game of the regular season, and we're only a few weeks <laughs> away, that they may not pull back on, on these things? They're using this as a learning tool, um, but are you worried that we start this regular season and they're calling a lot of these plays that simply nobody seems to understand the rule?
2: Yeah, I, I think we understand it. I think I understand it. Um, we, Our team looked at probably 25 plays last night, I think. All of us could see those plays, why they were called, and the ones that weren't called, why they weren't called. So, um, again, the officials have a tough job to make that uh, judgment, but I think the rule's fairly clear-cut. If you lead with your hit and you make contact with the opponent, then that's a foul. Why
0: why is defensive players getting called? We had a situation last week. James White seemed to – Everybody's –
2: there's examples where everybody has been called. uh, Blockers, guys defeating blocks, uh, more tacklers. Uh, but also some runners. Uh, So, again, I I think these are, you know, problems and questions that really should go to the NFL officiating department. Uh, It doesn't really matter whether I like the rule or don't like the rule uh, or what I think the rule should or should be or should or shouldn't be called. That's not my job. My job is to understand the rule and to coach it. And, as I said, we're not coaching anything any differently, and I'm not coaching anything any differently than I've ever coached it since I've been in the National Football League. We've never coached head down, top of the head, uh, you know, don't see what the contact is and, and, you know, put yourself in a position uh, where you could have a serious injury and not do your job. Mm. So uh, that, uh, again, how it's officiated and so forth. That's not really, um, that's something that the officials and uh, Al River on the NFL office could talk to you about. I, I really, that's not my job. I can't answer how hard it is or isn't to officiate. Uh, I just know we 're coaching, and that 's what we coach, so when you say you looked at plays are those plays that you guys pulled,
1: or is the league communicating and sending plays saying this is what we we plan on calling what we 're not planning on
2: calling yeah, both well they they send us what they send us plays they 've called or plays they 've missed, or uh, whatever the case might be, and examples of it, uh, we have our own plays, mm-hmm. and um again, regardless of what they call or don't call that 's a technique that we don't teach and we don't subscribe to so um, whether they call it or don 't call it we don't want to do it because it's we don't think it works very well, so we're not we're not teaching that player does that we want to instruct him how to do it properly, uh, not only for his safety but also so that he can fundamentally play make the block or make the tackle or take on a block or whatever it is that we're talking about uh, as opposed to um, these other techniques.
3: you know one of the things I was thinking about is just random question. Is just about you spent so much time on football and just football, football, football. Is there any point in time where you just say, "Hey, you know what? I'll just, I'm just kick back and read a book." No. Is there just is there if there is downtime? Like, have you ever seen an episode of Game of Thrones? Do, uh, do you have a Netflix account?
2: Uh, no, Linda does, but I don't have one. Yeah. No, but is, you is, know, is, I'm not very tech savvy, Kristen, You know that. So yeah. Even getting it on the screen it would be very challenging i think me. you could get net what about what about just like uh, well no you have to you know go to the download thing you have to have a pass code, pass code. or some go- i mean you know, right. I have linda do it for it's you, not like you know. can just flip from channel 53 to channel 108 that's i can handle that so but this is not yeah, like you yeah. changing
0: the clock in your car which i remember a few years ago you had a little difficulty with you know this is a little bit different you know once you get it you got it it's there
2: yeah, well, I'm just saying, if I didn't have some help, I don't think I'd be able to get to Netflix, Snapface and Pandorama and <laughs> Pandora- whatever that is. Pandora- That's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. So, Pandora- what would? What Pandora- what, what <laughs> yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely enjoy kicking back and relaxing. Yeah. Um, What's the last
3: uh, non-football book you read?
2: The last non-football book. Uh, well, there've been several of them. Um, uh, one is one would be uh, what is it? Younger every year. Um, read uh read a paul brown book this summer um read a world war ii book this summer um so i just say non-football
3: (laughs) non-military now now you're just (laughs) pulling yeah (laughs) Yeah. narrowing it down Uh,
1: like
2: have you read 50 shades of gray i haven't i haven't oh look you're gonna name a lot of books i haven't read yeah Um, how many when's the last book jack welch's uh um, leadership book yeah um from the gut, um, and something like I don't know, tips on winning or something like that, methods of winning, whatever it was. So uh, I've read I've read all of Jacks books. Uh, so like he's a you know brilliant guy that I've learned a lot from, and has a lot of great ideas and great concepts um, on leadership and team building and um, management. So
1: so what yeah. does like the the few minutes of downtime for Bill Belichick <laughs> during the season look like? Good meal.
2: It's about it. Uh, well. I mean, first and foremost it's rest. Sleep. When we get on the bus and we get on the you know, we get on the bus to go to Carolina or get on the plane. Uh, when those wheels lift off there'll be uh, obviously there'll be a lot of others, uh, with eyes closed. You know, that's a great feeling to just be able to sit back and close your eyes when we get on the bus, the plane, uh, or get to the you know, the city that we're playing in, and just just relax.
1: I think everyone's amazed when you talk about you've seen most of the games. You know, you always talk about it. You put so much time in with this team. You're watching everything. Have you watched Hard Knocks at all this, the uh, first no, couple haven't. episodes? No, I missed that. We always sort of laugh and think, what would Bill be like in Hard Knocks and the Patriots? Obviously, that would probably be something you wouldn't be interested in, <laughs> the inside yeah. look at your team or you. <laughs> yeah. Well, we you know,
2: we've had a couple of those, but uh, not Hard Knocks, but we've had some, some of the inside stuff, but um, – yeah, I haven't seen that. Um maybe I'll probably catch up on that a little bit later here in training camp. Um but again right now, in all honesty, I've got a a lot on my plate just trying to coach this team, trying to get us ready to go, uh trying to get myself ready to go. I mean, there's a lot of things I need to I need to address, um and we need to do as a team, so that's that's really our focus now, Luke.
0: If they ever did come to you and wanted you and your team to be part of hard hard knocks, how would you get out of it?
2: Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, What would your excuse be? Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to better come up with one. So, yeah, okay. May happen one of these years. Oh, well, you can't. You just has
3: got to not make the playoffs. That's part of it. Yeah. L- last one for me, Coach. The Brett Bielema, you bring him on your staff. I was just curious because here is a guy that had a lot of success at Wisconsin. Left Wisconsin, went to Arkansas. You know, paid him a lot of money, trying to try and turn that program around. Didn't have, I guess, as much success as he had as Wisconsin. And then you brought him in to be to be, I guess, an assistant coach. I'm not really sure what his title is, but he's involved. How does that relationship grow from like a college coach, a head coach, to working here with you? Is there was that relationship built, I guess, through scouting his players? You know,
2: yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, um, Brett went to Iowa, has a great relationship with uh, Coach Ferentz, the Ferentz family, the Iowa group. Um, we. Uh, had a great relationship with him at Wisconsin uh, for players like um, James White, uh, and then at Arkansas with players like uh, Trey Flowers um, and Dietrich Wise and, and others. Um, I think he's produced a very high quality of individual. Uh, you know, those guys we've taken from those different those schools that I just mentioned, uh, including Iowa. Uh, those are you know good, hardworking, tough kids that like football that uh, have done well in this program. I'm not talking about their ability. I'm just talking about it as their overall. Uh, what they bring to the team and so forth. So I think, you know, the type of players that he's recruited at those programs um, fit well with uh, with what we do. And uh, so after his situation in Arkansas, um, I mean, this worked out, and it's worked out well for us, and hopefully it's worked out well for him.
1: Is that something always in contact with the college game? I mean, I saw that article in January in SI with you and Nick Saban, secret meetings back when you guys were young coaches, but – you still contact a lot because you see that college game coming in the NFL do you even see it more so recent years uh,
2: well you know I have some relationships with people in that in college football but I, I spend a lot of time with the college coaches talking to college coaches and visiting with them in the spring during the draft process so um, and honestly that's when I watch a lot of college football from call it the middle of February till the middle to end of April um, two and a half months of I really don't see much NFL football uh, at that time. Maybe uh, you know, on a free agent player or something like that. But I'd say ninety percent, maybe ninety-five percent of the film I watch is is the college game at at that point in time. And so sometimes it's uh, scheme ideas or uh, that type of thing. But most of the time, it's trying to evaluate their players or players they have played against and things like that. So, um, and a lot of those coaches, uh, you know, give us insight or give us access to to their players or to their their films their cutups, and so forth and and uh, and that's obviously been very helpful
0: all right we wrap things up ends drive of the week i know it's <laughs> only the preseason but there no, was but, there a was there a specific drive that you liked this past week
2: uh, well yeah there was a lot of them um uh, the first one offensively was uh was a good drive be able to drive down there and get points first defensive drive was good create third and long situation get off the field um the uh Eagles drive where uh, Claiborne strip sacked uh, Foles and we got a scud score from Bentley. That was a good drive. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was three for you. Pick a winner. No, there you, you go. got
0: you got them all. There. You
2: got to pick one.
1: But, he could pick three. He just picked three.
2: He it's just cut. picked three. I'm
0: leaving it. Uh, I don't think it's our job to pick it. It's, I think it's his job. Hey, one thing before we let you go, um, you look at this game this past weekend. It was a lot of the regular guys that Tom Brady was throwing to, not a lot of the newer guys. Okay. Um, is that something you want to see in the next couple of games?
2: Uh, well, th- look, there are a lot of things we could do. If we had eight preseason games, we could see a lot more than we could in four. Uh, but we have four, and we have to try to uh, do the things that we feel like are best for the um, development of our football team individually, collectively. Um, yeah, we want guys to play together. Uh, we want to get great guys ready. We also have to evaluate players um, so there are a lot of things to k- take into consideration. It's, it's hard to do them all. i uh, say it's impossible to do them all, so you have to pick out the ones that are most important to you, and uh, there may be some things that you don't get to. So in your example, um, if we don't get to that in a the game, then maybe we, we create more of those situations and, and uh, groupings in practice. Uh, so it's, uh, you, know, you want to build your players' stamina and conditioning so that they're out there for an extended period of time. Uh, not just a couple of plays and then rest and you know and that's not the way we play so uh, to try to keep guys out there over a continuous basis gives you some conditioning and some uh, chemistry and and a little bit of you know just playing together um, but the downside of that like you said is you don't see different combinations and so forth. Right. so we just try to try to do the best we can uh, all of them are important we try to take all of them into consideration i would say the ones we don't get in the game uh, if we can't get them the following game then we try to uh, balance that off in practice.
0: And by the way, I don't think we need eight preseason games, but thank you for bringing that up. I well, when I came in the league, away. we had six. That's and, unbelievable. And, uh, would you rather uh, see two and add two regular season games?
2: Uh, well, I don't think that's good for the development of young players, so it's just a question of what your priorities are. And uh, can, you get a, can you get a team or a player ready in two preseason games? I don't know. I don't know what the injury rate would be on that. I know the injury rate at the start of regular season is high. It always is. Uh, and that's a big jump from preseason to the regular season. I think if you cut that in half, uh, you know, you'd be looking at a bigger jump. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if this was opening week this week, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I think it would be – it would present some other challenges. But, uh, look, that's not really my – it's not my call. It doesn't really make any difference. what I think somebody else will make that decision, and that's that's fine.
0: As you've learned, the NFL always makes their decisions, Bill, We'll catch you next week. All right. Sounds good. good. One. Thanks, Len, Chris. Bill Belichick. Lou, Bill. Thank you. Right here on OMF.